We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA Front Office Show. Plenty going on around the world of the NBA to discuss today. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA, joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Before we get too far into anything, because I forget to do this every single time, driving myself crazy, go check out our Clips channel. I'm going to put a link in the description below over on YouTube. We're just getting that going. So for those of you who like more short-form content, you'll be able to find some of our breakdowns there on the NBA Front Office Show Clips channel. Again, going to put the link in the description. Go check it out. And do us a little favor, maybe hit that subscribe button. We would appreciate that. Keith, whew, I didn't forget this time. How are you doing, man? Good job, man. Yeah, it's so funny. We get so in the habit of of what we do, like diving mm-hmm. right in, and then we forget things. And that's it's invariably it's like seconds after we finish recording. Always. Like, oh, we forgot you know, X, Y, and Z. But yeah, I'm good. I, I was a little under the weather yesterday, but but bouncing back today. Uh feeling pretty good so thankfully it wasn't anything serious i could just think my allergies caught up to me it happens to all of us and uh yeah, but yeah. you know what there's this is the time of year when there's not a ton happening you know especially while we all sure. kind of wait for the kevin durant situation and, and all oh, that yeah. so we've got enough now that's kind of built up over the last day or two here but uh let's kick things off with what everybody was buzzing about yesterday and that's uh that's dream on green wanting a max extension with the golden state warriors and that sparked this huge discussion both online and offline, about whether or not Draymond is worth that and whether or not the Warriors should be willing to pay that. So what are your thoughts and what does this mean for the Warriors cap situation? We know that they are already paying a ton in luxury taxes, though so far they've been willing to do it. Yeah, I think we're seeing some things start to come to a head a little bit for the Warriors. I think we're, we saw that with losing Otto Porter Jr. and Gary Payton II. In free agency, uh, Joe Lacob has already come out and said, yeah, I don't know if we can keep both Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. Um, I ran some really rough math. I did a uh, locked on Warriors uh, the mm-hmm. other day in some really rough math. If they were to max out Wiggins and then give Poole like anything close to the max, they'd be over a half a billion dollars in the salary plus taxes plus penalties. So yeah, that's a lot of money um, that they to pay for, for a team obviously. And, and we're going to get there eventually, of course, with the rising cap and the rising mm-hmm. uh, TV deals and all those things, it's going to happen, but just to, to be there now is not quite where we're at. So I, I think this is Draymond basically kind of saying, Hey, I'm extension eligible. 
uh, here in another week or so. Um, take care of me. You know, to, you know, well, why not me? You've, you took care of Steph, took care of Clay uh, when they were free agents. Um, you know, I want to take care of too. Now, I want to be very, um, you know, fair to Draymond too. He wants his max, um, which is not truly the max. Like he wants a, a four year, you know, he could opt out and do a four year, $138 million uh, mm-hmm. deal. Um, but it sounds like he is, you know, saying like, I don't necessarily need maybe that much but we'll see you know where this goes if he starts pushing i need the max i mean there's going to be somewhere between 10 and 15 teams with cap space next year and you know it's it's as hard as it is to envision draymond green playing anywhere else you know maybe it does come down to all right you don't want to pay me what i think i'm worth i'm going to go somewhere else and try to try to win with, with another team or something like that so i definitely do think it is something to keep an eye on so he's at $25.8 million this coming season. And the season after, he has a player option for $27.5 million. So is he looking to essentially decline that player option and then start a new four-year deal? Or would that be added on to, assuming like he would pick up that option and then have four years after that? Yeah, and they could do either way if okay. he... If he- you know, opted in and did did an extension on top of that. That comes off of that last year's salary. So that is, oh, let's do do some math here on the fly. Um, equals that. That'd be you know quite a bit less than than his max because he's obviously ten year guy. So he'd be right. looking at you know thirty three million dollars ish in that range in that first year salary, and then that that would you know, bump up by the 8% raises from there. Um, or, you know, he could insist upon, I don't think he's going to be able to say, you know, I opt out and you know, give me the full max that right. starts at, you know, 40, um, about 46 and a half million next year. I, I, I love Draymond and I think he's a great player. I just don't know that anybody's giving him that, especially not when he will turn what 30, right now yeah he'll turn 33 in this season um so yeah so that just seems a little unlikely to me so yeah it seems like he's basically saying hey give me that full uh max extension that you can give me right now so opt in he's probably yeah either i'll opt in and we'll do it that way or i'll opt out and we can add four years on to the end of this season right if that's what you want to do either way it sounds like that's what he's open to doing which if I'm the Warriors, it would be the latter. I would have I would want him to opt out. Because otherwise you opt in, you're tacking on another year. Yep. And at 32 years old, I don't know if I want to be play, paying Draymond. Now the cap goes up and, and all that, sure. so that's a factor here. But still, paying Draymond in what, 2028? That that kind of money, you know, that's yeah. I don't want to be paying him, yeah, forty to fifty million dollars when he's 37, 38 years right. old. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. This isn't PJ Tucker that we're talking about here. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because he could be by then, but PJ yeah. Tucker's only making the mid level, right? Right. right. So of we're course, not even talking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're talking but, five times as much money uh, in a single season. Let me ask you this: Is is Draymond worth it? Like, let's say the Warriors get into a battle here with him, it doesn't go well, and he said, "says You know what? Forget it. I'm going to go out on the open market." Is he a max player on the open market? Uh, probably not. That was what I was thinking. Yeah, you could. Because so Max next year, if he opts out, would be about forty six and a half million dollars. I don't think anybody's going to give him that. Would a team maybe say, hey, we'll give you a hundred million over three years? 
that I could see. Uh, I could see that happening. And then you're roughly in that range, right, where the Warriors are at. Because, you know, he's saying, I want four years, 140 right now. You know, three years, 100 million, you know, 30 million plus a year. Yeah, I could see a team saying we'll do that, especially if it's a team that's like, hey, we're a, you know, strong power forward away from contending for the title. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, when you look at the list of teams, right, because that's the other part of it. We always talk about there has to be somebody willing to pay that. Well, here's the teams that project to have that much kind of cap space. Detroit, maybe, because that would be going home, Mm -hmm. right, for him. Uh, Houston, eh, they're probably not there. Indiana's probably not there. Uh, San Antonio, they're probably not going that way. Utah, probably not going that way. I don't think that makes sense for Orlando where they're at. So, yeah, that's the other challenge. Now, the other thing that does exist is signing trades, right? And teams will have a, you know sure. quite a bit more tax flexibility to maybe do a sign-in trade next year. So, yeah, it wouldn't totally shock me if Draymond was – uh, you know, maybe more open to leaving if the Warriors don't feel like, hey, we're going to lock in for you like we did for Steph and Clay once upon a time. I'll tell you what, this is my, my last thoughts here on this topic before we move on. But uh, if the Warriors go ahead and extend him, you're not just paying Draymond. You are also paying for the harmony that you get by taking yeah. care of the situation now because you know Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, they're not going to be happy if this is hanging over their heads into the season and becoming an issue and they want to see their guys taken care of and on and on and on. So that is part of what the the purchase price is here of, of this contract is you're getting the harmony, the chemistry, the unity, whatever you want to call it sure. that comes with getting this done now rather than letting it hang over the team. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point too, too. Is like, yeah, you, you have to look at it and basically say, if I'm the Warriors, I'm probably more likely to say, Hey, let's just, see where things go i i don't feel like i need to lock in today on this let's see how the season goes let's see how you look this year how healthy are you by the time we get to the end of what obviously they will hope will be another long playoff run and let's go from there so yeah i i don't think it needs to be a uh you know full um let's let's do this right now and i also don't know that he's going to be the kind of guy who's going to be raising a stink about like this has to happen today right like i i don't think that's going to be where this goes either all right let's talk a little bit about kevin durant and where this is at you know i had a thought here contractually obligated kevin durant talk that that's right so (laughs) here's the thing right we had all season we had the simmons siren right we had that for so long and we thought it was going to be a short-term thing and ended up being a long-term thing we should we really should have implemented this already but we need something for Kevin Durant, and to stick with alliteration, what if, and this may be ridiculous, what if I make a drop that is a Kevin Cannon? Ah, see, you want Kevin Cannon. I was thinking like like the Durant ding, and I was like, oh, like that might be even better. Yeah. I kind of like the Kevin Cannon, though. Oh. Yeah. yeah no, okay. I, I like the Kevin Cannon. Front I like the Kevin Cannon off. too because if someone's like only half listening to the show, they hear this giant <laughs> cannon, they're probably gonna freak out. People are gonna crash their cars. <laughs> well, I hope the listener was driving. Um, <laughs> but but uh, everybody, let us know if you're over on YouTube. Fire it off in the comment section. What would you prefer, the Durant Ding or the Kevin Cannon? Let us let us know <laughs> what we should make up for that drop. But that said. What's going on with Kevin Durant? We've heard a lot of different rumors now hearing that uh, that the Nets may be kind of putting this out there. The, the Boston Celtics rumors that we heard were perhaps a little bit older than it was implied. 
that maybe the Nets are putting this stuff out there in order to try to get the ball rolling again on a Kevin Durant trade so they can get it done prior to training camp starting up. What are your thoughts on on that situation? Yeah, it, it seems like we're kind of in a – this is all – I don't want to say old news, but none of this is super fresh, like just within the last couple days news. Uh, If anybody listens to the low post, which if you're watching or listening to us, there's a good chance you listen to that podcast too. And it is one of the better ones out there. Um, It's not quite front office show level. Let's be be honest because we're, we're the best in the game, but um, (laughs) no, Zach is amazing. And obviously his show is amazing too, Um, but it is, he, he had a thing on there where he was um, basically he said something happened around July 16th. Um, so now now when he said that, that was about that was, I think, two days ago that he said that two, three days ago. So that was about a week and a half earlier. So that was not quite the early July that we've heard some other reporting. Right. Um, but it also wasn't nothing happened over this past weekend which is when all the reports started breaking and coming out. So so I do think we're in a position with with Kevin Durant where what we're seeing here is things probably are pretty stagnant and it's probably pretty quiet. And why this probably to some extent came out was either the Nets or someone else. Because the other thing to keep in mind too is you could have another team that called the Nets it was like, hey, what, what would you think about this? And then maybe the Nets said, uh, you know, we have a better deal on the table for Boston. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the other team was the one who sure. got out there to get movement. Because when we have really there's four big name, big salary players openly on the trade market right now. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, Russell Westbrook. Those four guys, it's very unusual, obviously. And we almost need one of them to move to start stuff going for the others uh, to start moving and that's maybe this was designed around hey let's put this out there because we can maybe get something moving on our guy or something like that so it's really it's tough right we always try to trace back who benefits from this coming out and all that stuff and sometimes i think we forget why did not even have been either of the two teams i think there is you know my understanding of most teams and, and i think the nets are on this list is they're honest in their negotiations. And if it's, uh, you know, hey, we'll give you, I don't know, the Orlando Magic. We'll give you Jonathan Isaac for Kevin Durant. If they're like, ah, we, Jalen Brown's on the table from Boston. That's just negotiating you in good faith, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're just trying to move things there. So, so I do think that that is one of the things that could be out there with this. But yeah, I mean, it's all gone kind of quiet. Uh, had a handful of guys at that, uh, was it Point Guards uh, premiere? That came out on the Showtime uh, documentary um, about New York City point guards. Jason Tatum was there, and they asked him, and he's like, I like our team. Uh, Very much was like, I don't make those decisions. I'm not going to really answer your questions beyond saying I like our team. I like the guys we added. Uh, Durant did not answer any questions. Paul Pierce, who has no say in anything at all, but he was like, don't do it. I don't like it. So, yeah, I mean, we're we're going to – this is going to keep dragging and going until until we see – you know where he ends up the nba trade market is jenga right now and kevin durant is like that prime piece right then where you know somebody's gonna pull that and the whole thing's gonna gonna come undone that's that's the way this is right now you've got so many teams that are held up waiting for something to happen with kevin durant or waiting for something to happen with donovan mitchell or or whatever Uh, there's going to be a domino effect whenever one of these things finally gets moved um, when these players get sent out and trade it's i think there are still a number of moves left to make here in the NBA offseason, 
but at this, there's no urgency. There's no, like if there was a trade deadline coming up in two sure. days or something, stuff would be getting done right now. But because yep. that doesn't exist and teams are going, eh, training camp's not till the end of September. We got plenty of time. That's why we're just sitting here watching, watching paint dry and nobody's getting anything done. Yeah. And I think there's more of a deadline and I'm putting that in quotes for those who can't, who aren't watching um, around Donovan Mitchell. Cause I don't think the jazz want to be good next year. Correct. You keep Donovan Mitchell, you're probably going to win a few more games than you ideally want Oops. to. I think for the Nets, I don't think they want to bottom out if they trade Durant and, and Kyrie Irving. I think they would like to still be a competitive team. So I do think for the Nets side is, hey, if we keep them, we'll just keep them and go into training camp. And there, there is a very much a belief out there that Durant's not the kind of guy who's going to say, all right, I'm going to sit out. Most people seem to believe he will show up and play. Now, if you're the Nets, knowing his age and injury history, do you want him to play? Or are you going to be a little more like, uh, you know, where do we go? And that could run into a late, uh, late in his time in New Orleans, Anthony Davis and the Pelicans situation where the Pelicans were like, hey, we have no reason to play this guy. Like it, it can only end up bad for us. Right. So yeah, it's definitely, you know, a lot of stuff, but I mean, yeah, it's the end of July. There's, there's no rush on any of this stuff. I, I think too, the, my last thoughts on this one is I think what, everybody's waiting for here, whether it's a Kyrie trade, a Donovan Mitchell trade, a Kevin Durant trade is for the market to get reset on one of those trades. So that then they can make the other ones. Cause I think what they're a little worried is I don't think anybody wants to go to the go bear package no. necessarily. So no. I think it's, Hey, if you reset, if, if you're the Nets, if Mitchell goes first and that resets the market, a little bit right of all right so they got some good young players and they got a you know a few draft picks all right now we can we can move on on a durant trade and not get killed because we took you know two players in a pick or something like that so so it's 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 one of those things that i think that's holding everything up as well we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's true. That's true. Yeah. The, what the Wolves gave up. And again, I know Wolves fans are, you know, pushing back and trying to defend the trade. What, it's what teams do when, or what uh, fans do for their team. Um, we saw it last year with Russell Westbrook and that was disastrous, but I'm not saying that's where this is going, but I, I think the general consensus around the NBA is that the Wolves massively overpaid for Rudy Gobert in terms of the draft capital that they gave up in that deal, particularly for a guy who has four years left on his deal and is 30 years old and, and all of that. Not saying that it can't work. It could work out fantastically for them. But 
that draft price, I think, is one that most teams would not have been willing to pay. And now other trades are looking at that saying, we don't want to give up that kind of value. That was a mistake by Minnesota in their valuation. We won't go that way. Whereas teams, if you're a, if you're a seller, you're saying that's what we want. That that's the new market. This is what we need to get. And that's created this kind of log jam here on the trade front. And I guess I'll add one more thing too, to that much like Gobert, older player, there's been yep. all this stuff of, can you have them on the floor at the end? It's not like Durant and Mitchell are players without flaws. Durant, when he plays is incredible but he's missed considerable time the last two seasons after coming back from an injury. And he's now an older player, Donovan Mitchell, highly productive in the regular season, not always as productive in the playoffs. And there is a question. Can you win with smaller guards being your offensive fulcrum? Is that something you can do? So as good as these guys are, by no means am I trying to say they're bad players. There, there are question marks where it's, it's very like, and, I guess I'll say, too, on the Minnesota front, not all trades are created equal, right? The Minnesota Timberwolves are looking at it as a little bit of, hey, we'll overpay in a trade because we're not a free agent destination. We're not going to get guys to necessarily come here and those kind of things, so we'll do that. If you're the Knicks and the Nets, I think you're thinking a little bit of, hey, you know, we – we'll still be able to recruit players to play here and insert jokes about how the Knicks have failed and failed and failed on that. But they got Jalen Bronson and that was, you know, he's one of the better free agents actually available this off season. So yeah, it's, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. All right. Good point there to wrap that up. Uh, let's jump into some more quick hitter news. Aaron Baines to the Brisbane bullets. I look, this, uh, this isn't NBA news. It's just a fantastic story. Like yeah. the, I mean, given what he went through health-wise, I mean, they weren't sure what was going to happen to him, whether or not he was going to be able to ever play again. I mean, even walk again. Even walk. Yeah, I mean, this was was scary, scary stuff that went on. If you don't know the full story, definitely go go look it up. There's all kinds of details out there. But um, but the fact that he is actually resuming his playing career after what he went through uh, is absolutely incredible. And he has an NBA out, so if he looks really good. And NBA teams want him, then he, you know, off he'll go. He'll, he'll join an NBA team. And it wouldn't surprise me if we see him pop up on an NBA team by the end of the season. You know, he could be, you know, provided he looks pretty good playing over in Australia and, you know, can do his thing. It would, would not shock me at all if we, we see Aaron Baines, you know, show up somewhere for a team who needs a big man, you know, uh, post-trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, uh, the Raptors made a signing. They they wind up with Bo Cruz, um, which is a, a nice nice addition to to their team, particularly with his defensive capabilities. And you know, if you get Adam Sandler as a trainer coming along with him, uh, that, that doesn't hurt, right? I don't. I mean, you think Philly's going to let let uh, Stanley go? <laughs> they uh, might. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. They'll yeah, have to this negotiate. one is. Here's where, for an actual NBA story, where this gets interesting. Toronto now, for several years running, what they've done, really since Masai Ujiri took over, is they bring in guys and really make it an open competition. Uh, for their their last handful of roster spots, so like this year they have they're bringing in Hernan Gomez. Uh, they they have Justin Champagny, uh, DJ Wilson is back there again. They have Amarni Brooks. They they have your boy Svima Kailuk, uh is still there. But yeah, so they're gonna hey pops <laughs> in here to say hello. Um, so so they'll bring in these guys and really make it a true open competition 
uh, for the the end of the, the bench uh, spots there because I think rather than most teams, what they do with those last three, four uh, uh, training camp spots, they bring in guys with the idea of, all right, well, we'll get them off to the G League. The Raptors are giving these guys big enough guaranteed money that then they can't even put them on their G League team. Uh, just you know, refresher for anybody who doesn't know, if you give a guy more than 50000 guaranteed, you can't then put him on your G League team. Right. Um, because I, it's kind of like circumventing the G League rules. So, um, with that, so yeah, so my guess is Hernan Gomez probably got a pretty good chunk of a guarantee here with Toronto, and it's going to be you know a real open competition for the last couple of roster spots on the 15 man opening night night roster for Toronto. Yeah, we should we should note for anybody who hasn't seen Hustle over on on Netflix. First of all, go go watch it, but. <laughs> Bo Cruz is not really what it's his name is Wacho Hernan Gomez. That's that's <laughs> what we're life, talking yeah. about. There's some, there's some people that are probably confused right now. Yeah, but probably, I, who's Bo Cruz? I yeah. still contend that he needs to just change his name to Bo Cruz and just go with it. And yeah, uh, Bo a challenge, baby. That's right. That's right. We need to make that happen. Um, Honestly, if you haven't watched it, if you like our show, you'll clearly like good. basketball and or you're massive Trevor Lane fans. Um, and that's why you're tuning in. Um, so like go watch, uh, go watch Hustle. It, it was fun. I, yeah. I like there were a couple parts where I was like, that's not how that works, right? But, but yeah. that's okay. That's um, you know, put that aside. They, they they did pretty good and it was a lot of fun. You do the same thing for draft day. You do the yep. same thing for all, you know, Absolutely. all the other sports. Movies. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's definitely yep. worth checking out. Um, there's this one. Oh, oh wait, I'm sorry. We can't talk about this one. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. We, we don't talk about Bruno. No, no, um, no, no. The Rockets <laughs> signed Bruno Fernando. So you, I know Keith, you had something you wanted to mention on this in terms of the decisions that the Rockets have to make more than just they sign Bruno Fernando. Yeah, so Houston is in a very interesting spot. Not only have they drafted a ton of guys uh, in the last couple of years, they had, uh, what was it, four first-rounders last year, if I remember correctly, right? It was uh, Josh Christopher, Usman Garuba, uh, Alperin Shingun, and, of course, Jalen Green as the uh, highlight player to that class. But then this year they drafted Jabari Smith, uh, Tari Eason, and Ty Ty Washington. So that's seven players. That's roughly half of your roster drafted in the last two years. But they did a, a, a four-for-one trade for Christian Wood uh, this offseason where they brought in Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris, and Boban Marjanovic in that trade. So basically, you have a full roster's worth of guys here, and they still had guys like Eric Gordon, Kenya Martin Jr., uh, Kevin Porter Jr., David Nawaba, uh, Jay Sean Tate, who they just re-signed. So Houston right now, they're sitting in a little bit of an interesting spot. 19 players on standard contracts, 18 of which are fully guaranteed deals. Um, but with that, we don't know about Fernando just yet. Um, and then they have a, a one player on a two-way. So most teams, what they'll do is they'll fill both two-ways, and then they'll bring uh, – 18 players to camp knowing all right, we're going to have three cuts that'll happen if we're going to carry 15 guys into the regular season. Houston's going to right now have to cut four players and it's probably going to be four guys with guaranteed or at least uh, partially guaranteed money uh, going into camp. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on because some of those guys are guys who can kind of play like Sterling Brown, Marquise mm -hmm. Chris. Uh, it sounds like they maybe are going to keep Boban because Everybody loves Boban, right? So you, you just right. hang on to him there. So, um, but yeah, just something to keep an eye on. It's it's a very
very uh, different kind of situation for Houston. And they're, they're, they're well over the, the, the um, cap uh, at this point, but they're, they have 20 plus million under the luxury tax line. So eating some salary, not a big deal for the Rockets right now. And then just, uh, I mentioned them as one of the teams with cap space as my projections. These will go up on spot track later this week. My first look at 2023 cap space projections, because that's how my brain works. We haven't even tipped off the next season. I'm already thinking about the next off season. Houston leads the pack with 70 million in projected cap space uh, for next off season with all of those guys on their rookie scale deals and all that yep. stuff next year. So yeah, if they make some noise this year, they could wind up being a player in, in free agency. Yeah, maybe absolutely people, could. Yep. Especially if some of those young guys uh, make the leap. Uh, the future's the, right there, man. Very for sure. It, it definitely is. Particularly if we see, you know, if the nets wind up tearing some things down and you've got all those future nets picks too. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. That could be yep. a lot. Um, pretty minor thing here. I don't, most people probably haven't heard of this guy, but James Harden signs with the 76ers. Now we've talked all about this deal and what it looks like and how most likely it's probably a little bit of a wink, wink situation where he'll opt out after this season and then get brought back up to that max level, assuming, you know, he plays well this season, but, uh, but nonetheless, it's officially done. James Harden does sign with the 76ers. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so yeah. So now we're in that position where, where they, they move, move right into, to the next, uh, uh, you know, thing here for, for them. Uh, not only did Harden take uh, less money overall, he left about, it sounds like around 3 million ish in wiggle room under the hard cap. Uh, for the Rockets too, which is, is massive for them because that allows them to make in-season moves if they need to. And they're, they're, they've got a couple spots that are, they're relying on some unproven guys, uh, especially in the front court uh, depth wise there. So that's going to be something to check out. I don't think we put it on the rundown. So I want to mention it because um, it happened yesterday when, when uh, we didn't record the Oklahoma city thunder um, hired Chip Englund. Oh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. From the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Chip England is um, a longtime NBA assistant. He spent 17 years with the Spurs, um, the last 17 years with them under Pop. Uh, now he's going to move over to the Thunder under uh, Mark Dagnall uh, this year. He is known as a shooting specialist, arguably the shooting specialist in the NBA. Um, and that is huge because the Thunder were the worst shooting team in the league last year. They, they were by far and away the worst three-point shooting team. Now you've got him working with SGA, Josh Giddy, uh, Chet Holmgren, a million of their kids that they've got there. That's pretty big there. I, I just, when I thought about Rockets, futures, bright, I was like, man, the Thunder, we, we should mention this Chip Englund hire as well. A uh, guy who's known for rebuilding Kawhi Leonard's shot. Which is actually bad news for the Lakers because this is a stat that I've mentioned a bunch on the Lakers Nation side of things. If you take all the Lakers players that are currently on the roster and you transfer over their three-point percentage and volume from their prior season, so Kendrick Nunn from two seasons ago, you know LeBron from last season, Troy Brown Jr. from last season, all of those guys, and just transfer them directly over, the Lakers' three-point percentage is the exact same as the Thunder's last oh, season. That's yeah. not good. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that, not that's good. definitely not good. That's not good. But – uh, but good point though on on England. That's uh, I think that's going to be a big thing for for the Thunder, and they are also a team with a bright future for sure. Um, yeah, man, these teams at the bottom of the league right now, I, I I'm so excited for mm-hmm. for these teams. Like they, it's even if they're not good, like you can see clear direction with all these teams. You can see they're all you know really kind of stacking up and loading up with talent. So yeah, it's good stuff. Not to steal the spotlight from James Harden, but. 
Jay Huff signs with the Lakers on an Exhibit 10. Uh, you don't like the back. Lakers. The next half hour of the show is going to be an in-depth, detailed breakdown of Jay Huff's game. I will say, you know, even over on Lakers Nation, I think we only did five minutes on it. But then that's not to say he's an inconsequential player. I think no. my, big, my big takeaway from Summer League was that he looked like an NBA player. And that's the best you can hope for, really, coming out of, out of Summer League, is that a guy like him who has been in the G League has developed to the point where he just looks like he's too good for summer league play. And now we'll see what happens in training camp with him. But as we've talked about in the past, Exhibit 10 deals are essentially earmarked to be funneled back to the G League club. In this case, it would be the South Bay Lakers. Uh, but he looked really good. Uh, he's got floor spacing ability, can block shots uh, like crazy at the rim, and mm -hmm. uh, not bad attacking closeouts as well. Better than you would think, given his size. But uh, but Jay Huff signs on, on an Exhibit 10 deal, and then we'll see what he can do in preseason, if he can make any noise there. Lakers do have one roster spot available to use. Maybe he can earn it. I, I, I tend to think they're going to just leave that spot open, but we'll see. Yeah, it also, I mean, there's a potential, too, that they could maybe waive someone like Wendy Gabriel if Jay okay. Huff shows up that much better than him. It probably is semi-dependent, at least on how did Thomas Bryant, uh, more Thomas Bryant than Damian Jones, I think. Damian Jones is a pretty known uh, quantity at this point, yeah. what he's going to be. So it'll be, you know, does Thomas Bryant look really good like the guy uh, he looked like he was becoming before he got injured? Or does he still look a little rough in that? And then maybe you do keep that third thing. Because mm -hmm. I'm really getting the sense with their roster construction. I don't know that they want to do AD at the five more than the kind of closing minutes in each half. Yeah, I I don't th I don't think there's a real strong desire to play that, and I don't think it's the worst idea when you play the five because you're going to be involved in an awful lot of stuff. It just there, there's a wear and tear factor on that player. Um, part of why Boston and he ended up getting hurt on a fluke play in a game, but part of the reason Robert Williams was able to stay on the floor longer, he didn't he he played the five, but he played this kind of roaming defensive role right. so he wasn't yep. often involved in pick and rolls he was kind of just floating around whoever the low man was or the corner man and those kind of things as everybody else switched around that so um and that kept him near the rim I, I think the lakers just looking at the way the roster was built out it screams to me they didn't add a lot of guys that are really fours um in, in the offseason they went heavy on guards and wings yep. and that says to me Boy, adding the two centers and now a third um, in Huff. Um, that says to me, if Huff makes the roster, this is designed AD at the four primarily. And that's fine with me as long as you close games with him at the right. five, which which that's probably going to be how that plays out almost no matter what. And that, that adds some importance on finding fives that can space the floor, which mm -hmm. you know, Huff can do that course uh thomas bryant, bryant was that as well. yeah it was showing showing signs of that yep absolutely so yeah i i think i and i'm, I'm not playing to the lakers side of our, our fans here uh and you know i don't do that this year's signings make most of them make infinitely more sense roster construction wise than last year's signings sure. made i i think they've done a much better job building out a functional roster the rest of the way here right agreed agreed all right last thing uh, free agents who are still available. There's, it's not a lot. 
It's not yeah. a lot. Yeah. And not, not a lot if you're looking for impact guys. We're just going to kind of run these. These are my rankings um, you know, on this. So we're going to run through these quickly. We're not covering everybody because there are still about 90 some odd players still available. Um, but these are mostly the guys who you know may show up and, and could uh, snag a rotation spot. So at point guard, you get Dennis Schroeder still out there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see. We know he's, uh, you know, made uh, no secret that, Hey, maybe, maybe going back to the Lakers is something he wouldn't mind doing. And honestly, at this point, I don't hate that idea for the Lakers, um, yeah. provided, you know, they make a Westbrook trade and all that stuff. Um, Frank Jackson still out there. DJ Augustin is still out there. I thought he actually played okay, uh, last year. So, you know, it's something there. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas, he's been mentioned maybe to to uh, uh, the Hornets. Kemba Walker has not been, yet been waived by Detroit, so he's not really on this list, but we'll see. Uh, Eric Bledsoe is still out there. Lou Williams, Rajon Rondo. So you've got a mix of scores there, more pure traditional point guards than that. The best player, I think, still available, uh, pretty clearly, Colin Sexton. Yeah. Um, you know, restricted. But we talked available about in exactly quotes there. That's the challenge is unless you're the Spurs or the Pacers, you probably don't have enough flexibility to make him an offer that makes the Cavs, you know, uh, even, you know, blink at matching it. Right. Um, anything else they're going to go. Uh, Wayne Ellington, Avery Bradley. Uh, are still out there. And then Jeremy Lamb is a guy who could maybe help a team if he yeah. had a little wing score. he's still out there. Yeah, I thought somebody might snap him up. thought he looked okay-ish. Uh, um, Basically, the Lakers' entire roster from last <laughs> season is still, is still out there. Which is kind of ammo for, like, they did better this year. Right? Yeah, right. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, well, most of, well, yeah, when half the guys that are still available are yeah. guys who, not not only were they on your roster, but playing but major played. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's probably not a good thing. It's no. like Kent Bazemore still out there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but uh, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, obviously, Miles Bridges is still out there, but nothing's going to happen with nope. that situation for quite some time. Uh, Andre Godala, but he's going back to the Warriors if he plays at all. Uh, Jordan Awara um, is a guy I I think is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bucks have his restricted rights, though, so that's kept teams away from uh, doing anything with him. Uh, Josh Jackson. It, I think the shine's probably off Josh Jackson enough now. Um, where yeah. I don't know where that one goes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry, I hope I got that muted. Yeah, you um, did. All right. Uh, cough button, man. I'm starting to figure it out. Uh, at the then at the big spots, um, you've got Carmelo. I think Carmelo can still play. He'll get he'll land somewhere. I think I think he's waiting for yeah. the dust to settle. If yeah. he, if he wants to play, he might decide that he's done. But I, I think that if he's still in, somebody will pick him up. Yeah, I think he's looking if like the Knicks do like a three or four for one Donovan yeah. Mitchell trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Nets do something where where um, whatever team Durant goes to they give up two or three could maybe even see him you know feasibly like we just said the Lakers don't have a ton at the four I could see if they send out 
you know, two guys in a two for one trade. Maybe yep. he does come in then um, with that. Blake Griffin is still out there as well. Um, kind of similar boat, I think, as, as Carmelo. Let's let, let everything settle and then we'll see. Uh, veteran guy like Paul Millsap, Markeith Morris. We'll see what happens with them. Montres Harrell still out there. But again, dealing with some off court issues uh, with him. Uh, so we'll see if that comes. And then you've kind of got the, the um, veteran center group of DeMarcus Cousins, LaMarcus Aldridge, Hassan Whiteside, Dwight Howard, and Tristan Thompson. All still available, all still you know out there. If we want to go a little further, Ed Davis and Greg Monroe are still out there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see you know where that goes with, with those guys. But yeah, it's right now we're kind of in a position where it's these guys, the teams are basically full. And these free agents can really be kind of choosy now about picking their spots and say, all right, where is it? Where, where do I think I have a chance to play? Where, where can I win? Cause the money's going to be the same for basically every single player we just mentioned minus yeah. eventually Colin Sexton will sign for something, even if he just signs qualifying offer, but every single one of those guys, except for if it gets cleared up, maybe Montrez Harrell gets part of somebody's exception. All the rest of those guys, they're they're minimum salary players uh, at this point. So just wait, and then you pick your best spot and go on from there. That's right. That's right. So, again, slim pickings right now on the, the free agent market. But, I mean, that, that's typical for this kind of this time sure. of year. What's atypical is that we're still waiting for, like, major trade <laughs> to, to drop. Normally, that's not the case right now. Mm-hmm. But here we are with no sense of exactly when it's going to go down. But and so- that's the – Tough thing. Sorry to interrupt you. That's the tough thing for those teams. Like if you like for Boston, for example, they have three open roster spots right now. And those aren't can't, those are like regular roster spots. They only have uh, 12 guys under contract and then two, two way guys. So you have three open regular season roster spots. You do a three for one trade. You're going to have five roster spots and there's not much left to fill out a roster with. So that's, I think why these players are looking at and saying, a couple of these teams made, you know, three, four for one trades. There's going to be open roster spots. And all of a sudden I'm going to be, you know, raising a hand. Like if I'm Carmelo Anthony, if the Knicks trade, uh, you know, Obi Toppin as part of a three for one deal, then it may look pretty good. Like, Hey, I can return back to New York and I can play those, you know, 10 minutes a night behind Julius Randle. And there it is. And I can actually help the team in those 10 minutes. Cause you know, Bella had one of the, one of, if not the highest true shooting percentage of his entire career uh, last year with the Lakers. He, he can't defend anybody no. anymore. He can't move at all, but he can still still score, still do all the things he did as a scorer, and he's still a you know semi decent rebounder. He can still get on the glass some. So yeah. you know, def- definitely you know should have a spot in the league. I think. Just need to let the let the dust settle and then pick your spot. Yep, from there. that's it. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that about wraps things up for today. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Make sure you do go check out the NBA Front Office Clips channel. Again, put the link in the description down below. Don't forget also to subscribe to our regular YouTube channel. And of course, follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.